If you were looking to try and win a million dollars, this is your starting point for the week because the final week of the NFL regular season is here. Million dollars to first in week 18, and we're building a first look lineup to help you get your thoughts, get your ducks in a row, get yourself situated, and we're starting it right now at the quarterback position. So to the beautiful people out there, welcome into the channel, you fellas, you fellas, you fellas, and we'll start off with the quarterback position, and this is an interesting week because... There's a lot of teams that are playing for nothing. There's a lot of teams that are playing for something. And dissecting those throughout the week is going to be important for what is the playing time going to look like. So you start to go up top. Like the Buffalo Bills, they can move around in the seating, but they can't end up, and they can move around a decent amount, like lose a home game, but they can't end up getting the number one seed. So, and they get the New York Jets at home. They're definitely going to be playing in this game, right? So Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers already clinched the number one seed. They get Detroit. Maybe they put him in there for a half for a tune-up spot. I don't know if they're going to be trying to risk anything like that. This is already a team that's trying to get players back like Jair Alexander and, and big pieces of their defense. Zadarius Smith, Randall Cobb, they're trying to rehab back, right? Aaron Jones has been playing banged up for two months at this point. They're trying to get their offensive line healthy. So I don't know if they're going to risk putting out even more starters, especially ones that would be the entire team and Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers on offense. So moving bit hesitant there so you keep scrolling down Tom Brady look they're not playing for the number one seed if, if the Packers have already secured that but they're playing for something right they're playing for to be the two seed to not have to go to Lambeau until the final round if that unless the Packers were to get knocked off in the divisional round right they're playing for a situation here in, in a nice matchup at home to basically get home field advantage for the first round and really the first two rounds which is massive and potentially all three rounds so they're going to be playing for something Arizona is going to be playing for something they have clinched a playoff spot but they have not yet clinched where their seating could be and they can drop pretty damn far right we're talking you can drop not towards the wild card ranges because those guys are barely holding on right now with the best chance at getting just 10 wins like the eagles have clinched the only two teams in the nfc that can change in terms of getting into the playoffs not necessarily the seeding is the Saints right now and the 49ers. So basically, if the 49ers lose and the Saints win, the Saints are in. Otherwise, if the 49ers win, they win, and they are in. But the Eagles have clinched, and all the other divisional champions right now have basically gone out there and, and gotten their division locked up. It just comes down to the seeding within that division now. So I'm looking at this, and I mean, Brady's going to be in play this week. Kyler's going to be in play this week because no matter how bad his team or the game environment goes, Kyler keeps putting up 20-plus points. Brady keeps throwing these touchdowns no matter who's in the game. Cyril Grayson, right? Brashad Perriman and Mike Evans are going to be his receivers. Tyler Johnson this week, so I'm still confident in him. But for a first look lineup, I want to see if we can save money somewhere. Joe Burrow, they have a chance to be the number one overall seed in the AFC. The AFC picture is much less secure. I mean, the Colts at nine and seven, they would have a clinched spot in the NFC. Potentially could even fight for a little bit more than that. They're not even in the playoffs right now, even though they're currently in the division. There's a lot of things that can happen with the NFC or the AFC North. So we have to track all of that if Lamar comes back. Burrow is, is clearly going to be in play. Matchup against Cleveland, though, a nice total. Cleveland's lack of an overall team total gives me some concern on that game becoming the shootouts that you've seen lately for Joe Burrow these last couple of weeks then you get down here to Stafford and look he's still throwing the ball but he's becoming Detroit Stafford right this matchup against San Francisco is massive I mean San Fran needs to win this game to get into the playoffs if they lose then the Saints have a matchup and a, and a good one at that in terms of beneficial to win against Atlanta so those guys are, are really really uh, in, in a tough spot here San Francisco because the Rams aren't going to just lay down at home they need they need a position here uh, to try and move up potentially to the two seed. So we keep looking at this and like Stafford, yeah, if they're going to go all guns out, that's fine. You get Seattle not playing for anything. It could be maybe Russ's last game in Seattle. We'll see. He's going to be on the road or with the Seahawks, not necessarily in Seattle as this one's in Arizona. Had a big week last week on efficiency, which is normally when that happens. Don't want to rely on that. Taysom Hill, decent week last week, although the overall volume is not really there, but it's a must win for them. So Taysom Hill is really interesting at 6200 Price point only comes up $200 this week for one of the few quarterbacks on the slate that is going to be going all out 
in their offensive play calling and, and not giving up at halftime or taking players out. That's interesting. You keep going down. We had Huntley last week. Look, I'll go back to Huntley at 5,700. That, that offense for Huntley last week, I played him in my single entry. It did not work out, but it was good. I mean, they, they moved the ball right into the red zone and then stalled in the red zone and kicked field goals every single time. But right down the field, stalled in the red zone, kicked field goals every time. Bateman, Andrews, right? Right down the field, Huntley running. So that's something that I can I can probably go back to depending, right? I mean, they're, they're still technically alive in the, in the playoff picture as of right now. Need a lot of help. We'll see what Lamar's status is. So, I mean, I go down a little bit more. I'm trying to find something cheap. Here, I mean, here's something. San Francisco, whoever starts there at quarterback, they're in that must-win game. It's massive. Jimmy G is expected back, but we'll see if that ends up happening after Trey Lance secured a victory last week. He's a fair price point. Um, this is a nice price point on Justin Fields. So let's slide. For now, let's slide Justin Fields in here. It says out, but that was for week seven. Uh, for week 18 right now Justin Fields is on track to play against Minnesota we just saw against the Packers in prime time how banged up Minnesota's defense is so let's stick with Justin Fields there and then let's transition right to the running back position and right up top in a must-win game for the Colts which I mentioned look the Colts have not yet clinched believe it or not the nine and seven Colts have not yet clinched a playoff spot at all if you're talking about teams that are still alive in this you still have the Chargers alive who are technically in the playoffs right now the the Las Vegas Raiders the Pittsburgh Steelers like whoever wins between Vegas and and the Chargers is going to get in and they're saving that game for Sunday night football. And then you have a situation where Miami and Pittsburgh, they're playing each other. They could potentially get in uh, if certain things were to happen. But you get the Colts in a perfect situation to make the playoffs. Winning your in against Jacksonville. Big favorites here. Jonathan Taylor is all the way up to $9,300. He is, though, cheaper still. Still cheaper, still cheaper than Cooper Cup, even though he's a running back getting these secure touches. I'm just throwing in Jonathan Taylor and hoping that as the week goes on, we find value with players not playing or we have built in value potentially on this slate. So if we put Jonathan Taylor in, we get a little over $5,000 to spend per player. I'm pretty sure that we can easily, easily, easily make that money up. And by the way, if you're not already familiar, if you use the code, especially heading into the final week, you get Saturday, football, Sunday, a whole entire weekend of football right now. If you use the code SAL on prizepicks.com. You go to pricepicks.com. It's linked down below. You take over-under on player props. It's a lot of fun. You use over-under on Matthew Stafford throwing for 285 yards, for example, right? If he goes over that and you bet it, bada-bing, bada-bang, you hit and you win. If you use the code SAL, you get your first free bet deposit matched up to $100. So free bet up to $100 basically is what they're giving away right now. It's a lovely promotion because we sent you. Just use the code SAL, two seconds of your time, pricepicks.com. So to see the rest of the running back position now, I mean, you're going to have teams on here that are playing for stuff and it just comes down to like, where can the value per touch come from on this first look before we get into ownership later in the week, which you're going to want to stick around for. Um, so you get Kamar here, you get Chubb, you get Dalvin Cook. We'll see if Kirk Cousins is able to return in time and clear the COVID list. Dalvin Cook at home. They're not playing for anything. Neither team is playing for anything in that game. You have Alexander Madison. You have a rookie, Kenny Ngangu. You have Dalvin Cook, who's been playing banged up for the large majority of this, se of this season. I'm not too sure how much they want to keep him out there for. Same thing for Aaron Jones. He's been banged up over the last month, a month and a half. Got gimpy in that last game. Not sure he sees a lot of time. Pittsburgh in a game where they have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think at the overall opportunity share leader, almost a 90% opportunity share unheard of these days. I think Najee Harris is firmly in play this week. You still see Joe Mixon coming in cheaper than Najee Harris, which is interesting. Like Najee Harris still has the most opportunities. He plays tonight on Monday Night Football as I record this, but very quietly, right? And these are some shootout environments. Very quietly, eight and six targets as he continues to run a ton of routes, six and seven receptions the last couple of games in the receiving department for Mixon as he just piles on. 20 opportunities last week, 24 the week before that, eight. 18, 20, 20, right? This is a player in Mixon who has a good role now on the road. I like to see that pass catching usage, all the red zone usage in the world. Yeah, I think that Cincinnati is going to have a much easier time moving the ball than Pittsburgh. So I'll take a cheaper Joe Mixon, but I don't know if we'll be able to afford him. David Montgomery not playing for anything. They have a rookie Khalil Herbert back there. Veteran Damian Williams don't think as much. Not shocked to see Herbert factor.
factor in a little bit more. Uh, Montgomery himself has been hurt earlier this year. But I'm sure we'll get news as the week goes on if these guys are going to be in or out. Now we start to get to the range last week where it was a really great range. And it started with Montgomery, like it seems like it will this week. You get Rashad Penny or that one dude from last week. Loved playing him in a lot of 150s. Luckily had enough of him in 150s with the Tom Brady stacks and a couple that did not end up having Antonio Brown, that I didn't end up losing 100% of my buy-in by going Baltimore Ravens uh, last week and also going to a lot of Antonio Brown. So we didn't lose 100%. That, that's, you, know, it's a, you know it's a bad week when the goal was, okay, good thing. We didn't lose 100% of the buy-in. But Rashad Penny's on here yet again. Again, the, the pass catching role is not there for him, but this matchup against Arizona's defense, they have been getting healthier the last couple of weeks, and it's not as good as it was maybe a month ago, this matchup against their defense on the road here. They got the play from ahead, and he was a big reason for that early on, Penny. Then they kind of shut him down. I like him at $6,500 here it's just the price point is getting to a point where without a receiving game you are very touched on the pendant he's been getting in there and we, we got him at low ownership last week but if the ownership rises i can probably bail on that track james connor right james connor not a must win game but a game if they want to try and lock up a two seed or, or, or a home field advantage in one of these playoff games at least uh, getting connor back will definitely help there if he's out well Edmonds is going to be a fair price point because as of right now i'm not seeing him in the 6k range saquon barkley's on here not sure why you would push him all that much especially with the injuries that he's been dealing with but maybe maybe you just go out there and have some fun this beat is sick why not okay this is the range that's really nice this 6k flat range three running backs that all look pretty appealing nobody's gonna want to own Devin Singletary even though they're gonna be playing in that game and he's gonna be used but the two guys who look really good the guys that we liked last week Sony Michelle who was high owned and Elijah Mitchell who had no ownership on him and we said oh yeah Elijah Mitchell that one dude Elijah Mitchell and Rashad Penny those guys blew up on the Saturday that one dude video be sure to keep an eye out for that video on Friday this week to preview the Sunday slate since we have Saturday games but yeah I mean Sony Michelle he looked good. He sees another 20 opportunities. He sees the, he sees the end zone again. Another 20-plus carries on the ground for Elijah Mitchell. Another 100-plus yards for him, even with Trey Lance. People were concerned about Trey Lance, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson, no carries like we said. I mean, he doesn't fit this offense at all. He's terrible. He has no burst to get to the outside like Mitchell does. The fastest running back 40 out of any of the rookies, right? Including Najee Harris, including Javante Williams, all those with Michael Carter. You know, it was Elijah Mitchell. And then you see him come into this game and even get the work. Even get the work with Trey Lance back there. 21 attempts. He now has 20-plus carries in four straight games. This guy now has a, multiple receptions in four of his last five games he's just a full load right now right you're coming off of 24 17 33 9 15 i mean these fantasy point performances that he's putting out there are great and i'm putting him in this first look lineup it's as simple as that if i keep going down at the running back yeah i mean i like sony michelle he looks good swift only four carries pretty limited no reason why you play him in this game where nothing really matters all that much so sony michelle is still gonna look good he has a good chance to make this lineup if, if we need the flex there Edmonds, if there's no Connors, go right back to that well. In terms of players who can benefit from injuries, Ronald Jones left the last game, track his status, and Fournette, if he was to miss again, Keyshawn Vaughn at 5,300, pops up, but expect a split backfield there uh, with him and Le'Veon Bell, although I do expect Vaughn to be the more dynamic player in that backfield. Other than that, if I keep scrolling down, I think, I, yeah, Deontay Foreman had a big week. They're just going to keep running the ball. If they win, they get the number one overall seed, Tennessee, in the AFC. They're on the road against Houston. Houston's defense has actually been pretty decent. Defensive line is still not filled with any talent. Overall, though, Ben don't break secondary has not been terrible. Uh, Foreman, though, he seems to be the clear and lead back there playing the Derrick Henry role at 5,700. So it looks like, yet again, the price range of 55 or so to 6,500, give or take to get in Vaughn in that range, give or take to get in Montgomery in that range is the range that you want to be in. Looking real quick at the lower ranges, I know Michael Carter got hurt. He's in the concussion protocol, so a combination of Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman should be expected. Ty Johnson would be the one that I would like there, but it's, it's hard to get excited about that on the road against Buffalo for two backs that I don't think have a full-time role. 
Um, if they were to rule out Dalvin Cook, Kenny Ngongo can start to pop up in some of these guys. But that's an if-then game that we can play later in the week. For right now, let's stick with Fields, Jonathan Taylor, and Mitchell. We're getting a mobile quarterback who's been playing well in a good matchup, and two running backs that just have some of the most secure roles in the entire NFL, if not the most secure roles outside of, what, Najee Harris. As we keep going, let's just get a cheap defense in here, and I think we'll probably be able to get some good cheap defenses because teams will rest their starters, and why not the Lions? Lions against the Packers. I can't see the Packers playing Adams and Rodgers for more than a half of football if they even play them at all. I don't really see the benefit. They already have the one seed locked up. Oh, but they want to keep them fresh. I don't know what playing two or three possessions is going to really keep them fresh. So maybe they play two or three possessions. Even then, I'll take a whole half against uh, Jordan Love for the Lions defense, who came into that game for uh, a quarter or a drive and, and was missing throws automatically. So that gives us some really nice salary discount. And now we can get up to $5,400 per player. Let's find a tight end that we can look to. Uh, so tight ends up top that are going to stand out. Damn, Mark Andrews is 7,500. Uh, George Kittle in a game that actually matters. Yes, especially if they can't establish a run. I mean, the only thing for Elijah Mitchell that's concerning is the matchup against the Rams, where it was, he had a ton of carries, like 27 carries, but only had nine fantasy points in that game. So that's your one concern, but a touchdown completely changes that performance, right? So I'm still going to feel confident in Elijah Mitchell. I just... I think that this could be a game where George Kittle does get his thing going a little bit. But George Kittle, he'll look okay. Gronk's price point only comes up $100. Now there's no AB. You know there's no goblin. I mean, Gronk is going to look, and again, a game where they want to try and win and, and advance their seeding to the number two seed, number whatever it might be, locking a home game in the postseason. That, that looks good. So Gronk's going to stand out. Um, Zach Ertz sees another nine targets in a game where they're going to be trying. He's 5300 price point only up $100. It looks like the tight end opportunities from last week still look good. Gronk and Ertz stand out to me right away. Frymuth plays tonight. Tyler Conklin saw some volume with the backup quarterback, which is normally a tight end uh, or quarterback's backup quarterback's favorite target of tight end. Keep going down. Higby out of a little bit of a splash week. That's always appealing in stacks, not necessarily as a one-off for consistent volume. Do we got any value tight ends that we can bank? So this is an interesting one. Like Hayden Hurst uh, was on the C-19 list this past week, um, so he missed the game. But Kyle Pitts left the game with a hamstring injury. Your rookie tight end who's trying to break the tight end record, do you, do you force him back? Um, and he's trying to set new heights to that record. Are you Do you try and force him back, or do you just say, it's the last game of the year, we don't really care, man, there's not much here. Do you try and play spoiler to the Saints? If Pitts was to miss Hayden Hurst, we know that he is a legitimate tight end. We saw it last year with a lot of production out of him before Pitts arrived. If he was to play and suit up at $3,200, that looks appealing. I believe there was another tight end injury. Yeah, I was watching it live. Rookie Seals Jones ended up getting hurt leaving that game. It looked pretty bad. He already was dealing with a hip injury. So if they shut it down with the veteran Rookie Seals Jones, John Bates, the rookie, should probably slide in there in a good matchup against the Giants. I don't expect much out of John Bates, but I do expect 20 to 25 routes because this team uses their tight ends often. So whether it's uh, three targets, four targets, like you've been seeing the last couple of weeks, even back in earlier in the year when he took over in week 13 as the tight end number one, three catches, 42 yards. We're not expecting much here. If you do find the end zone, though, that's where the upside comes in. The rookie John Bates seems to be slowly improving. I prefer Hayden Hurst if we can afford him and if Pitts is out. But for right now, we know that it seems like Ricky Seals Jones is going to trend to not playing again this season. So this week, we'll put John Bates in there. Gives us a little bit of a salary discount. So now we have three wide receivers and a flex, and we have $6,000 to spend, or 5975 for the wide receivers. And, and I feel pretty dang good about where we're at right now. So let's slide through the receivers, finish building this lovely lineup and uh, smack you with the information and get the week rolling, the week 18 rolling. Appreciate you all a ton. So up top, we get Cooper Cup. There's no way we're going to be able to afford him. This specific week, yeah, I'm just going to prefer, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Cooper Cup. San Fran secondary has nothing that can stop Cooper Cup. No secondary does so far, but I just prefer Jonathan Taylor. Difficult to get both of them in right now, but stuff can open up. Again, Adams matchup against Detroit is the best one that he'll have all season long. Um, yeah, 9,400 is a fair price point for Adams, just not if he's not going to play the whole game. Debo got there in the last kind of second in a way touchdown. 
Chase continues to dominate two games now of over 200 yards as a rookie. Sets the rookie record last week with 266 yards. Three tuds. Remains in playing GBPs. The guy that I thinks really interesting for GBPs, we can't really fit him here. He'd be a nice run back on this field's uh, quarterback that we have currently in there is Justin Jefferson. I mean, Jefferson just continues to see volume. And if Kirk Cousins was to return, I'm not putting him out there with Sean Mannion, but if Kirk Cousins was to return, a couple of down weeks now because of not, a quarterback not being in there for Jefferson. People saw him on primetime, have a touchdown early, and then kind of fade away in that game. But Justin Jefferson, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it, it's nice. And by primetime, I mean the previous week, not this Packers game. He didn't score there. But Jefferson, 8,100, price point's kind of reducing. The hype's reducing after he had a month of its hair uh, and just blowing up every single week. I'm hoping that leads to a, a nice little, I mean, they're not playing for anything, so he doesn't have to be out there, but I'm hoping it can lead to some low ownership on him. You get this okay range. Like, these guys are very similar price points to what they have in Diggs, Deontay Johnson. It comes down to your stacks, your total lineup ownership. A lot of these guys look similar. Mike Evans with another week of getting healthier, coming off at seven targets. Strong play. Uh, A.J. Brown against Houston. Solid play. D.K. Metcalf, three-touchdown game. Not a ton of overall volume for him or Lockett. Lockett just three targets. But again, he just had efficiency. Efficiency and touchdowns. Those guys combined in three touchdowns for Metcalf, one for Lockett. It's the name of the game uh, for his career with Russ Wilson. The guy sandwiched in between all these studs, though, right? You get A.J. Brown, a stud. You get D.K. Metcalf. The guy sandwiched in between these guys. Let's go to Amon Ross St. Brown, the rookie. Look, they're not playing for anything, but he's a rookie. It's not like he's older. I think he's going to be out there and playing. Look at this. Three straight, five straight weeks of 11 plus targets, basically averaging a dozen targets per week for Amon Ross St. Brown. And it's been now back-to-back weeks with Tim Boyle. And the weeks before that, he saw a dozen targets in three straight games with Jared Goff. So whoever's playing quarterback out there, I like it. And here's the thing with Amon Ross St. Brown. He continues to be unowned and low-owned. Continues to be unowned and low-owned. The Packers aren't going to be putting out their, their starters out there for the entire game. I highly doubt it. Even if they say they will to the media, I highly doubt it when it's all said and done. And Amon Ross St. Brown has been looking great. Now, Swift came back. It looks like he's going to be limited last week. I don't expect him to go full workload Swift this week. So St. Brown, the rookie, is going to continue to be this, this number one weapon. He's going to have maybe an increased and better matchup in the secondary. And at the end of the day, he's getting the volume. A $6,800 rookie, people, even Jamar Chase, it took people about a month or two to jump on the Jamar Chase wagon, and now he's in the 8K range. This guy, Amara St. Brown, was 5K forever, and slowly started to build his way up to 6K flat. Oh, nobody wants to play him. Now he's 6,800. Nobody's going to want to play him. I mean, I'm fine at that volume playing him in any format, not just the GBP, but cash too. So let's add Amara St. Brown. It might start to get a little bit difficult here fitting all these guys in. We have eh, we have $5,700 left over. I mean, that's not bad. Out of all the receivers I've seen so far, I mean, Amara St. Brown's the one that stands out. Uh, Waddle, you go down to Brandon Cooks is here. Davis Mills is throwing him the ball. Mills is playing well. I mean, they're not playing for anything either, but I expect Brandon Cooks to be out there and, and killing it. Uh, look, Brandon Cooks, same thing, right? Continues to see volume, continues to connect with this. And he had a couple of big catches called back. Like he should have another 100 plus yard game. He gets the double digit targets. He finds the end zone. He now has 20 plus DraftKings points in three straight games for Brandon Cooks. I mean, if the name of the game is finding upside, finding high target shares and volume, I mean, that's Amon Ross St. Brown. That's Brandon Cooks. That is definitely in the backfields of Elijah Mitchell and Taylor. I mean, the one thing we're sacrificing is the tight end, but for the most part, most tight ends especially if you're not paying all the way up to Mark Andrews and Kittle up top, most tight ends aren't going to get you great volume. I do think Zachary to 5,300 is great if we can afford him. We have $5,400 left now for a, a two wide receiver finish here. And I'm seeing some good options like Christian Kirk going to the outside. He's not as efficient, but he's still seeing the volume. Darnell Mooney, even with Andy Dalton, whether it's Dar Dalton or Fields, he's seeing volume right now, gets the matchup against Minnesota. You can stack him with Fields if he was to play coming off of a 13 target game. Continues to just see volume, continues to put up fantasy points, whether it's a bad game of 11 or 12 points or a solid game. I mean, I kind of would play Darnell Mooney too. I mean, we get the nice stack there with Justin Fields making this a potential GPP lineup as well. You only get $4,900 to spend at the flex though. So you can't get a running back. It's going to leave us up to go receiver. Let's just continue to see what we have here at wide receiver. 
DJ Moore, Odell continues to score touchdowns on decent volume. Um, Brandon IU, KJ Osborne scored, not much there. Uh, Jarvis Landry plays tonight, 5,400. Uh, I'm talking, I'm recording on Monday, so he plays tonight. He's been solid volume-wise. That, that's a fair price tag on him. Jacoby Myers finds the end zone. Not sure how much they're going to be passing this week. Perriman should be in on three wide receiver. We'll see. Is it going to be Perriman or C.L. Grayson? It was Grant Grayson in at the end of that game. We'll see who ends up starting for them moving into this week. Could be Perriman, but it could be Grayson. I, I expect Tyler Johnson in the slot and Evans on the opposite outside. Uh, we get to the 4,900. So these are the guys we can start to afford for this afford for this lineup. Parker's coming off of a 13-target game, only nine fantasy points, inefficient Tua, trying to target downfield when they're trailing in a game was not good for them. Not the greatest of spots for Parker. Bateman looked good in that game, looked solid, although it wasn't getting much downfield usage. Uh, you get to, I mean, there's not much here, right? Like maybe Elijah Moore comes back. I'm not sure why they would rush the rookie back. Uh, Crowder, I'm not sure why they would rush or the veteran would want to rush back. He was doubtful last week. It'd be a quick turnaround. Same thing for Kadarius Tony. Don't expect Ridley back. There's This range is just a landmine right now. I mean, there's not much. To, I don't expect MVS to play a lot. He was a non-factor in that last game. Same thing for this. Uh, this is a landmine. I mean, we can put Parker in here because he's going to see a lot of volume. He's going to go out there and play, and that kind of fits together this lineup. But man, oh man, is this bottom of this wide receiver range brutal? I mean, look at this. This, this is, I mean, I don't even want to see what the 3K range is, right? Like, CO Grayson, because he had the big touchdown and like four catches on the final drive, which might have just been Tom Brady showing spite to Antonio Brown, because apparently the report is that Antonio Brown came over and said, oh, so now you're throwing to your boy Gronk again. Okay, I see you. And Brady, wanted to be serious? What? And then Brady just stopped throwing his way in the game. And then that ended up leading to the tantrum. And then that ended up leading to all that. And then in the final drive of the game, Brady throws four to five times to Cyril Grayson himself. Think about that. So I don't know how much he's actually going to be involved in the offense with Perriman running ahead of him. Mike Evans getting healthier. Tyler Johnson. So, it'll be, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Treadwell keeps getting volume, but I don't know. You're going to rely on deep targets from Treadwell to try and win you a million dollars? Maybe. Maybe to win you a million dollars. Tyler Johnson, Marvin Johnson. I mean, there's not much down here. Right, the fit for Donovan People Jones, I love the guy, but the fit with Baker, just like you saw with Odell, not really something that looks enticing. Uh, price point for uh, Allen Robinson comes up $200, even though he didn't do anything. Wesley's scoring touchdowns, but not getting much volume. Doesn't look really good out there either. He's just finding his way into touchdowns. And now you're quickly in the 3K range where none of these dudes look good. Like, even if Rondo Moore was to return the rookie. Um, no downfield usage for the likes of Ray Ray McLeod or Chenault or Adam Humphreys. James Washington's losing his job as well to Ray Ray McLeod. We're all the way down here now at the low 3K range. Some guys probably open up as the week goes on. Little Jordan Humphrey playing as a tight end now. No thank you. Uh, Keelan Cole seeing some routes, seeing some volume. So 3,400. The guys have seen, he looks okay. Wilkerson, shout out the preseason, right? Christian Wilkerson, shout out the preseason, finds two touchdowns, elevated from the practice squad and balled out in his debut. And $3,300, I mean, I don't know how much of a role he'll stay consistent with. Uh, maybe some more routes because it was a blowout, but he's at least worth mentioning. Yeah, there's nothing else down here. So no, Deontay Harris, 3200 how much do you trust him to have a big game with Taysom Hill? Not really. So it falls off a cliff pretty dang quick as a wide receiver. I mean, this is a lineup that I feel good about. Justin Fields, stack him up with Darnell Mooney. We don't have a run back here, but Jonathan Taylor and Mitchell, you get your volume in. We also like Sony Michelle, Edmonds if he was to play. We like Montgomery. We like Penny again. Um, but these guys look solid. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, is going to continue to be low-owned. I just think so. Tim Boyle is attached to him. He's on the lines. He's a rookie. People aren't buying the hype as the price point increases. The volume looks good. He looks good based on tape. Brandon Cooks is as consistent as they come for like 90% of this year, no matter who the quarterback is. Darnell Mooney, we almost hope the quarterback is Andy Dalton. John Bates is just a punt tight end to fit it together. And the Lions were banking on the Packers not playing. So there's a first-look lineup. Uh, I feel good about it. I like the first-look lineup this week for Week 18. And yeah, it's going to be a fun week. We're going to have a betting video this week. We'll have a Saturday million dollars on Saturday slate. We'll have the Sunday main slate, 13 games slate. We'll have a Friday that one dude video. We'll go live on Saturday and Sunday for those million dollar contests to make sure you get the dollar risky secured. But thank you for tuning in. And if you're not already, if you're not already using the code SAL, and even if you've already used it, you tell your mother, your brother, your sister, answer, you can secure even more free dollars, another free bet up to $100 when you're with them watching the football game this weekend. Say, hey, you want a free $100 bet to play? 
in the props today and have a good time. Increase the stakes. Make this a little bit more enjoyable outside of us just sitting here and drinking a beer. Hey, let's get some risk and some stakes in this game. Use code SALPRICEPICKS.com. Free bet of $200. You all rock. I'll see you all in the next one game. Content dropping every single week as we close up the NFL regular season. Move on to a month of the postseason. And boy, oh boy, those lovely postseason weekend slates. They're fantastic. Can't wait to be there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace out, gang. I'll see you all in the next one. Thank you.